Love, Heal, Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Erin Gray. And my question for you this week is, do you believe? And I think that's the question of the month. And I cannot wait to dive in to all that that means today. So in November, our community night was based on gratitude. And I gave two challenges that night, which were really interesting. One was name a thousand things in the month of November, which was about 33 a day. And that came from this article that I had read once on this gentleman that had healed himself by naming a thousand things that he was grateful for every single day. And to be honest, I tried to do that last Thanksgiving and totally failed. I think I got to like 349 or something. And so then this year I decided I would make it more doable by breaking that thousand goal into the month. So it was about 33 a day. And and I got there and in getting to that, seeing that thousand, I mean, I'm sure there was a little bit of ego puff there for sure, but but it was also this incredible moment to realize there are a thousand things on this list. That is not a small number. There was a thousand things on this list that I could be grateful for. And so in those moments, in those days where we feel darkened and frustrated and hopeless, you can look back on this list and bask in the many blessings that we have. And our life is about perspective. Our life is about frequency. And as we raise our energetic frequency, we attract the life of our dreams. And it doesn't matter how we get there. Sometimes there are topics that you cannot get there on, and that's okay. What I will preach every single week in my newsletter, on my blog, on my videos, you attract the energy frequency where you are at. You attract how you act. You attract how you react. And the energy frequency that we put out is what matches us in our life. And so if you're mad at someone or you're frustrated, or we're going to get into this today, as the holidays are coming upon us and we have to see family, are you going to approach those family situations that maybe don't feel great to you expecting an argument? Or are you going to expect the best out of them and expect amazing conversation and elicit from them? the holiday that you dream. As you walk in, in a peaceful, happy place, you will draw from those people peace and happiness. So the second piece to the gratitude event was from Marie Folio's suggestion of diving deeper into our gratitude. So I went broad and deep. So the broad was a thousand. And then the deep was describing five attributes for each gratitude that you would give. So for the last year and a half, I have been in an accountability gratitude group where I post my gratitude every single day. And we would be, it would be three things that we're grateful for. But for the month of November, I named five aspects of each of those three things that I was grateful for. And to go deeper created even more peace. So that is the one thing that I have to say I have noticed from this gratitude adventure is there is an amount of peace within me that I didn't know existed before. And I didn't know that I could reach this place of resiliency and peace just based off of gratitude. And I know people talk about the gratitude journal, but it actually works. But what I have found is that it has worked really well in communion 
So having someone witness your gratitude, having someone to share and celebrate your gratitude with, I think has made all the difference because, right, just like a workout buddy, (laughs) I have gratitude buddies that make me show up and hold that space and celebrate that space in those days with me. And my gratitude is felt and seen and celebrated and we are journeying together. So grab yourself a Facebook group and ask, invite some friends. I honestly, this is the best Christmas present you could give to yourself. Grab a couple friends, invite them into a Facebook group or however, if you want to do Slack, however you choose to do it, or if you just do text message and hold each other accountable and it will help to elevate and raise your energetic vibration so that you can bring in and attract the life of your dreams. And, you know, we can make our list. You know, vision boards are going to be a big thing come January. And it is amazing and wonderful to name and request and dream of the things that we want to attract into our life. And certainly I make vision boards. I am a huge supporter of vision boards. I think we need to know where we want to go and we focus on where we want to go. But I also think there's a really important message that needs to be added to every single vision board. This or better. This or better. And whether that's a vision board or anything else that we put out into this request mode, because who are we to know how big the universe wants to bless us when we have this infinitely small vision of our life? And, and it was interesting because we were talking about this in that class and someone equated it to Christmas, which I thought was amazing to share with you and um, in a great parlay into the Christmas conversation I want to have or the holiday conversation I want to have. But she talked about manifesting and when we get the things that we ask for, right, on our vision board, we said, oh, right, of course, of course that blue jacket showed up. I put that blue jacket on my vision board. Of course it showed up. And she said, yeah, it's kind of like with the kids at Christmas time when they've made their Christmas list and under the tree, they've opened up the present that they've asked for on the Christmas list. They're like, oh, yeah, that's so nice. Thank you. That's so nice. And they're happy and it's great. But when you open up something under the tree that you love, that you didn't ask for, there's a whole new bounty of excitement and joy and surprise. And this is what this or better feels like. It's like the Christmas present that you never knew that you needed, that now fills this gap that you also didn't know was there, that now feels whole and complete. And there is this excitement and joy and pleasure and abundance that you didn't even know that you needed, that now is already filled without even your request. And that is what happens with abundance. It's what happens with manifesting this or better. So you can add that to your um, holiday wish list this <laughs> this year. You're welcome. As you make your list of all the things that you would love to have, then you can say this or better, because the energy you expect and the energy you broadcast will be the very thing you receive in return. You know, the other day I heard someone talking about their upcoming holidays with their family and they're like, oh, there's going to be so much arguing. And I thought, hmm, well, we're still like a couple of weeks away. Are you sure? And I thought to myself, well, if that's the vibrational set point you are setting, 
are establishing, then yeah, you probably will have a lot of arguing. And it got me to thinking, what is my vibrational set point for the holidays? And I don't know, what do you think? What What is your vibrational set point for your holiday? It matters. We can set that gauge now and send that intention and that energy forward to that time so that we can draw in and bring in the experience that we want right here, right now. You know, I was helping a high school student in my practice and she was trying to make friends and we got to talking about, you know, what she did in her day. And she would say that she would sit at her desk and look at all the people around in the class, you know, as we do, because we get bored in class sometimes. And she would improve everyone in class. So she would say, okay, you know, well, if she just curled that piece of her hair, that would be perfect. Or if they wore this belt, which, you know, I've totally done too. But in this conversation, it made me really come to realize that that experience created an energy of criticism between her and her classmates. So then I made this suggestion. I said, well, hey, well, why don't you try thinking about the things that you're grateful for with these people instead, rather than improving them, albeit I'm sure it's great improvements. What about thinking about what they you feel grateful for instead for them? And as you may surmise, as soon as she did that, People started to be more friendly to her. She started making more friends and it was fantastic. Life is energetic. Our relationships are energetic. Our work is energetic. We are energetic. I cannot express this enough and will continue to say it probably every episode because it is such an important lesson. And once you get it, you get it in the same way and then you will find yourself saying it all the time too. (laughs) But we can approach our families the same way and the holidays the same way. Seek and you shall find. What are you seeking? What are you looking for in the people that you will be spending the holidays with? And how can you extract from them what you want? Believe that they can be a gift to you. When you believe that, it will happen. And it's not just Santa that we're going to be believing in this holiday season. I want you to begin to believe in yourself. I want you to begin to believe in your family and that you have the power to draw out of them the experience and the joy and the laughter that you are seeking. Because as you become that, they will become that and embody that as well. And it is as simple as believing in them. And it's way more fun to believe than to not believe, right? I mean, I remember that first Christmas. Look, I'm already getting sad. (laughs) That first Christmas when I had heard these terrible rumors around school that Santa wasn't real. And I said, certainly that can't be true. And so I put myself to bed. And sure enough, you know, 15 minutes later, uh, and I can tell you full sensory, I can tell you the temperature of the room. I can tell you how I felt. I can tell you the smell of the room, the way my blankets fell upon my body, everything in this moment, every sense in this moment, what, how I felt to this day. Is that traumatic? And I, my bedroom was the front room of the house. And so, you know, 15 minutes later, after I went to bed, I heard my mom go out the front door and then go out to the garage door. And, you know, I saw her as I peered through my metal blinds, (laughs) carrying in these big bags of presents into, into the house. And I was just crushed. And I thought to myself, well, 
well, I don't even need to get up in the morning anyway. Like, it doesn't even matter, right? Like, the magic was gone. And it was just, and I know that that is a badge of adolescence. It's a badge of growing up. But, and I know that I would love to hear your stories in the comments. I know it is like such a heartbreaking transition from magic to less magic or, or different kind of magic, because then we become the magician. We become the magician behind the stage and you begin to make joy and memories and laughter in a different way. We adopt families through church or we bake cookies for friends. We find all sorts of different ways to become magicians of this season so that we can truly just show goodwill and love and kindness. And that's ultimately what it's about. I think believing is about acceptance and is about teaching acceptance, showing human love. <laughs> it, is show, it is about showing kindness and love to each other. And, you know, I'm all about the magic. As I had told you in a previous episode, it's Grayland in our house. And so we would do it up at Christmas. I mean, we had everything. We did the, when we had a fireplace, we had the footprints on the ground. We did the cookies and the carrots because I have a huge animal lover daughter. So of course the reindeers got their carrots. And I mean, it was just so magical every single time. We did letters. I think our elf had a whole love affair with the tooth fairy. I mean, it was crazy. However, as much as I loved all that magic and it was truly, truly magical when my oldest daughter went through that transition, I think it was really the betrayal that I saw in her eyes when that happened because we did such an amazing job and it was so much fun and we were all in. But when that time came and she found out the truth of it all, there was this moment of almost betrayal in her eyes at me. Like, how could you have not told me the truth? So now you, I really understand there's parents who, you know, keep it truthful all along that they, they always, they never tell their kids that, that there's a Santa. And there was part of me that totally understood that in that moment, because I felt so awful <laughs> at that moment. And yet, you know, it took a day for her and more. I think she was just sad. I think she was a little bit older when she came to know for sure, because we'd done such a bamboozling job. <laughs> and I think it was more like that she was embarrassed that she'd been so old. And how could I not have told her a year or two earlier? But, you know, as parents, we want to allow and elongate that that magic for as long as we can. And it took about a day and then... And then she was fine. <laughs> she was ready to, she asked if she could stay up late and help with her sister. And I said, of course. So, you know, we put them both to bed because they shared a room at the time. And so we both put them both to bed. And then an hour later went in and pulled her out of bed and had her help set up, which she thought was magical, right? Then she was on the other side of the show and she got to perform the magic that day. And my younger daughter, oh my goodness, we were with some family friends who were more of the truth and lending <laughs> Santa family. And so their younger cousins on Christmas Eve, who I think they didn't want to feel like the younger cousins, I think they wanted to prove and show that they were bigger and older, then said to the older cousins, well, I know Santa's not real. And all the older cousins who were probably, I don't know, maybe 10 around the time, right? They'd probably heard rumblings and rumors, but no confirmation. 
they then said, we know that Santa isn't real. And my daughter then came to me and she said, do you know what they just told us? (laughs) I was like, what? (laughs) And so I pulled out the, yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus as the bedtime book to read before they went to sleep on Christmas Eve. (laughs) I just kept saying, wow, this is really (laughs) ill-timed. And it was just this moment of transition. It was just a moment of transition, life transition. And as I explained to both of them, there was this beautiful Facebook letter. I'm sure you've probably read it, but I'm just going to recap the most important paragraph here. Or not recap, I'm going to read it. <laughs> it's a Santa, and it's, you know, it's like the Santa reveal letter. Santa is bigger than any person, and his work has gone on longer than any of us have lived. What he does is simple but it is powerful. He teaches children how to believe in something they can't see or touch. It's a big job and it's an important one. Throughout your life, you will need this capacity to believe in yourself, in your friends, in your talents, and in your family. You'll also need to believe in things you can't measure or even hold in your hand. Here I am talking about love, that great power that will light your life from the inside out, even during its darkest, coldest moments. And that's what I think believing is all about. It is about believing in love. It is about believing in humankind. I will include the link down below for that entire letter altogether, but I thought that was the most poignant part of the letter because that's what I think believing in Santa offers each and every single one of us, adults and children, is this opportunity to believe and grow our faith in something bigger than us, because Santa is magical when we are children, but I think he is exponentially more magical as adults, because we get to see the kindness and the generosity and the love and the offering and the assistance. If you have volunteered anywhere, you you know, you know that you always feel you, you gain more from volunteering than the person that you're volunteering for. You grow and change as a person far more as the volunteer than the receivee. It is how we are built. We are built to give and care and take care of each other. And I think this holiday season offers us this incredible opportunity to create magic for each other, to be magicians for each other and magicians for ourselves. And I know every mom out there and dad feels like a magician during this time, even just managing the calendar during this time. And I think that alone, I think creating your own intimate magic every single day amidst the crazy schedule, take 10 minutes in the morning and meditate, center yourself. You can find meditations of mine on YouTube at Aaron Gray or on Insight Timer But take 10 minutes to center yourself and allow yourself to become present so that you can enjoy every moment of this holiday. What are you going to bring into your holiday? What kind of magic are you going to bring into your experience this year? Where's your vibrational set point going to be? Can you draw in more faith and love and create this holiday It will be precisely what you dream and hope for it to be. 
I cannot wait to hear it in the comments down below. What are you going to do? How are you going to shift and change? And what are you going to forward send to that event? Those, that time with your family, how are you going to shift and change and proactively create this to be your best holiday yet? The magic and the power is yours. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I cannot wait to hear how your love and faith and magic are up-leveled this holiday season and how this helps you to create the life of your dreams. Be sure to join my newsletter at lovehealthrive.com. And of course, love yourself enough to heal and heal yourself enough to thrive. Take care. 